Welcome back to Classroom Brew. This is episode 67. If you haven't already, please make sure you rate and review whatever app you're listening to. Subscribe, tell your friends to subscribe. Check us out, patreon.com slash classroombrew if you want to get featured content like video podcast highlight clips or full-length video podcast episodes. If you want to reach us, we are at Classroom Brew on your favorite social media, as well as classroombrew at gmail.com if you want to reach out, be on the show, anything like that. Is that everything? Did we get it all? Did I miss something? Probably. How's my voice sound? Is it still still kind of sick sounding? Just getting over a cold, um, so I have all that chest stuff that's beautiful. Um, so let me know. I'm curious. All right, let's do the show. Hey, podcast listener, welcome to Classroom Brew. The podcast where you're going to feel like, hey, are these my teachers at a bar talking about everything? Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So this week, I'm joined by Brittany. Brittany, how you doing? Good. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts by chance? Um, I do. I used to listen to a lot more when I lived out of state, because okay. that was what I listened to when I was driving all the time. Sure. Um, but like I do, commuting, I to or was this just in general? Doing what? Commuting? No, um, I lived... Um, in Iowa, my family's in Wisconsin, and so I was driving back to see my family way too frequently. Okay. Like you went to University of Iowa? No, like my roommate the... did. Oh, okay. And I taught while she was doing grad school at the university. Got it. Iowa. That's where I went. Uh, nice. That's why I was. That's why I was like, okay. Actually, when when you reached out to the show, it sounds like my buddy who was doing some stuff on Reddit, he mm-hmm. got a hold of you. Yeah. Um, had you listened to the show before that, or was that your first experience? No, that was it, the or... first time I heard of it. Okay. So. Um, he posted something on the teachers subreddit, and that's like what I do during my lunch break. Okay, <laughs> it's just do. It's technically still work because I'm learning about. There you go. Well, that's you your know, lunch break. Other teachers' no experiences. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, and so yeah, so he had posted um, on Reddit and was like, "Hey, we're looking for teachers for a podcast." Um, and I was like, "I love podcasts, and I love talking about teaching." <laughs> and so I sent an email real quick, um, and he got back right away. He was like, "All right, I'll keep you posted." So. Cool. Yeah, that worked out. And then, and then I listened to it. And... Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> All good things, I'm hoping. All good things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With Reddit, I don't really know enough about it, but it's just a forum thing, right? Where people right. post on it. And... Right. Okay. If you like post on it and read on it on your break, like what do you usually look for when you're on there? Uh, what I like about, especially like the teacher subreddit, could be really ranty and like everything is awful. <laughs> when can I quit sure. my job? Um, but it's also nice to be like... Oh, good. I'm not the only teacher who right, right. has that class or has this situation. I don't usually comment or post because, uh, in general, posting things online, you can get a lot of negative feedback, and I don't. Sure. There's a don't couple of times it. where I've been like, oh, here's my story. I've had like five people corrected my grammar. And, like two people were like, that's not true. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just my experience, but whatever. What do I know? <laughs> right. I think, uh, I think my buddy posted a couple of the clips from the podcast too, like video clips. Mm-hmm. And I think they got like, um, they're called like votes up or votes yeah. down or something like their upticks. I don't know. He was like, you're starting off really great. You got like six <laughs> upvotes. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but all right. And <laughs> For then, that subreddit, that's pretty good. <laughs> okay, that's good. So then I looked at it and it was like negative 10 points. And I was like, what? Like, how is this yeah. that negative? So it's definitely one of those things where you're like, I think I got to take this with a grain of salt. And yeah, it was really helpful though. Like 
when I was student teaching, I had posted and was like, hi, this is awful and I don't know what to do. And there were a lot of people who shared their stories right. in response or were like, well, if this is, you know, here's some things that you can do. Also, mm. just like survive it. And I was like, all right, cool. And that was helpful. To be like, Awesome. Sure. Not alone. Right. Yeah. So, by the way, listener, you might hear some background construction noise because apparently I have the worst timing in the world and they're doing some work on, I think it's the building next door and uh, my building itself. Um, which, by the way, uh, what are you drinking right now? I've got a Corona right now with some lime. Uh, screwdriver. A screwdriver. Oh, geez. That's a rough one, especially two in the afternoon. Mad respect, though. <laughs> that was my go-to um, when I was still figuring out what I could and couldn't drink. I would do Tito's and orange juice. Yeah. Because uh, I was like, all right, orange juice is safe, obviously, and Tito's right. is obviously gluten-free. So I, nice. uh, yeah, can't drink beer, so I usually drink bourbon or whiskey or rum Okay. mixed with things. Right, right. But vodka is always good, too. Is whiskey... I feel like whiskey is one that's problematic, too, though. Because I used to drink, like, Crown Royal and... I don't have issues with it. Okay. So I don't know why I can't drink beer. That's like... We were talking about... You mentioned the the cookie thing, and I was like, cookies are fine. It's just certain beers. I don't think there's any rhyme or reason. I don't think the world knows what it's about, either. No. And being from Wisconsin, it's really sad, because I'm like... Yeah, I bet. We have so much good beer, and I hope you all enjoy it. (laughs) And I will just be here with sure. my other options. Now, by the time this episode comes out, it'll already be over. But are you excited for um, tomorrow's game with the Bears and the Packers? It should be really good. I'm really excited for it, actually, because it's like finally both teams. I mean, rough record for the Packers, but they're they're it's, still a good it's team. Been so bad. They're still a really solid. I mean, you have Aaron Rodgers, so you'll be fine. <laughs> but, well, yes, but it's so sad. Yeah, yeah. Feel um, our pain. We've gone through that. <laughs> We finally have a good year, which is great. So. I know. Yeah. And well, and this year I'm doing fantasy football. And so I'm oh, like, okay. the Packers are fine, but like, I need Camara to do really well because that's what's oh, on my Alvin, fantasy. Oh, he'll do fine. He'll get you like 40 <laughs> points or something. Right. So this was my roughest fantasy. I've done it for like seven or eight years now. And this is the first time I haven't won at least 10 games. So it was a terrible season for me, which like, I guess I've had a lot of really good luck. Right. I made it into the playoffs. I was third place. Like, all right, not that bad, but I can still do better. And then he had like Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey and they're like these guys that score like 40 points each per week. And so I just got rocked. Like he scored like 210 points. I got like 140. Yeah, it was rough. No, when I made my team, I I just was picking randomly. (laughs) Okay. And so my team name is like last place Brittany and I don't think I've been in last place yet. Nice. Mostly because my little brother is in the league too and doesn't actually have the ESPN app on his phone. Okay. That is is a disadvantage. It's blocked by like the parent guards (laughs) on his cell phone. So he can't actually play. That is a disadvantage. It used to be you, you couldn't. They didn't have apps when I first started. Right. So it's like if you heard there was a trade, you had to like run to a computer, right. figure out who it was, and then do like the the change on your roster. But now it's a lot easier. You just real quick on your phone and it's done. Yeah. But, usually it's like Thursday at like three. I'm like, oh, shoot. I need to look yeah, real quick. Yeah, set the lineup. Sure yeah. that- Thursday night games really screw me over too a lot. It's it's rough. Yeah. But, uh, so I guess... Sorry, a little, little sidebar, but that's the stuff that I really care about. Um, <laughs> but what uh, what grade do you teach? You mentioned student teaching, but uh, we didn't quite get to what grade you teach. Uh, so currently, I'm in my third year of teaching, um, and I'm teaching third, fourth, and fifth grade ELL students, which is English okay. language learners. Yeah, so yeah. I'm uh, not a classroom teacher. I'm considered a specialist sure. um, at our building. That's awesome. We just had um, Adam on, who he teaches um, biology, and he used to teach. It's it's called Embark. Um, I was the other Embark, or I am the other Embark teacher, but they switched him out of that hmm. because our ESL teacher left to go to another school, and he's taking that over now because he's like the only one certified in the building. <laughs> um, I wish I knew enough about it. Um, our former ESL teacher asked me, like, "Hey, do you want 
stuff for the certification and I was like fresh out of grad school. So I was like, no, no. I'm sorry. Not right now. But what's like a day to day like when you're doing ELL as a specialist? Um, as a specialist, it is, well, the person who had the job before me didn't do anything. Um, that sounds like my predecessor too. Uh, yeah. yeah. So apparently he uh, read the newspaper and took naps every day. Okay. Um, for co- an hour or so. Yeah. It's a pedagogical and, strategy technically. Right. <laughs> I know. They tried to give me this huge teacher desk in my like tiny little closet of a room and they're like, well, that's what he had last year. I was like, he also didn't teach. So <laughs> can I get some tables? Thank you. <laughs> um, so I am, I do intervention groups. So all the grade levels have time where the kids are pulled into small groups and taught by other teachers with whatever skills or programs they need. So there's like sure. literacy programs. Um, for kids who are really low in reading, or there's um, math for kids who are doing math. And so I have ESL and do small group. This year we're doing reading instruction, and I had to write that curriculum because we don't have one. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite. And <laughs> yeah. um, You and Adam should talk, too. He's, he had oh, to do that issue, my too. stars. It's so annoying. <laughs> and then, like, I was like, hey, guys, I made this thing. And everybody was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, all yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. That was my whole first year, too. Was like everyone, I was like, look what this. Isn't this creative? And they're like, yeah, sure, man. Right, like, cool. right. I'm going to go teach it now. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of that's, I have, that's like an hour and a half of my day. And then the rest of the day, um, spent forever at the beginning of the year trying to figure out when... My students need the most support, which is usually during reading or writing, mm-hmm. um, and I work in the classroom. And so while the teacher is instructing, I'm walking around and making sure that my students oh, okay. are listening and paying attention, and then I'll work <laughs> with them in small groups on actually completing the work that they're doing in class. Sure. What types of like languages do they speak? Like, What's their native language? Um, at our building, all of our ESL students are Spanish-speaking. Okay. Nice. So our school district has... A little bit of variety, but for the most part, it's Spanish speaking. I feel like, does that make it easier to kind of focus on just like, here's one language? So like if you had to do a little bit of like vocabulary terms and stuff? Yeah, and it helps a lot too for translators. Um, Sure, sure, When we have, like when we have parents come in, we only have to get like Spanish translators and that's really helpful. But yeah, for vocabulary stuff or even like... It's, it seems silly, but getting some of the students' attention, so they'll be like, <laughs> right. you know, we can, some of the teachers know a little bit of Spanish, and they'll start talking in Spanish, and the kids are like, oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> That's funny. I was going to say, I, I spoke English, my teacher spoke English, and I would still lose my interest, too, so it's just like... <laughs> right, but if you can, it. like, throw it out there, and they're like, oh, right. Right, right, help them cue in. I only have a couple students that, uh, in each class, like, I have some that are French speakers, some that are Spanish speakers, but I'm not ESL personally. Right. But I had them last year, and they were moved out to just be in all ESL-related courses. Mm. And now I have them this year, and they're already, like, conversational. They understand yeah. what I'm saying. It's incredible how fast. Most of, and most of our students, um, their parents speak conversational English. Mm-hmm. And so the kids speak, they come into school speaking conversational English, sure. which is why I'm focusing so much on reading, because that's mm-hmm. something that their parents can't do with them in right. English, or usually not in either language, so... Yeah, it's a lot of my job. It's pretty common with English speakers too, though. Honestly, right. like in my district, they don't, they don't, the parents don't know how to read or something like that. It's kind of frustrating, but right, it's true. Go home and read to your parents, and the kids are like, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, all right. Do you speak Spanish or I another language? Speak enough Spanish to embarrass myself in front of parents. Okay, okay. Um, there you go. So I don't. You're trying. You're trying. I don't translate. <laughs> I took like two years in high school of like Spanish one and Spanish two, and then I took Spanish mm-hmm. one and two again in college. So I know like basic Spanish Um, and if I have to like read something in Spanish I can kind of figure it out I mean I've like translated my worksheets and stuff but Mm -hmm. it hasn't been a huge issue because at this school the kids don't they speak English for the most part right right at my previous district most of my students that couldn't speak English spoke Swahili and that was not oh 
wow. going to be something I learned anyway. <laughs> sure. How does so. that work though? Like, let's say it's, you don't know the language at all. Like, let's say it's Swahili or whatever. <laughs> uh, how do you really, as an ESL teacher, because you don't have to speak the language. Right. No, that's ESL not part certified. of the certification. So how does that work on a day-to-day basis? Like, what's a lesson plan if you have to communicate what they're learning and like, how's it A lot it work? of pictures. Okay. A lot of pictures and then being able to do word-to-word translation for vocabulary as much as possible. Okay. And so when I taught beginners, I did teach some beginners who spoke Swahili and so we, like, we were talking about family members and so we'd put like mother, father, brother, sister, and then we put the Swahili words and, and they spoke French, it's Swahili and French, so we put French up there and then with pictures and they were able to like you know, talk to each other in Swahili really quick and talk about their family and then they're like, okay, I have this one and they're like point and I was like a brother and she was like yes two and I was like okay cool we got it um so a lot slower pace but they also like kids who are newcomers um want to be able to talk to you and to communicate to their kids so understand and they work really hard to like pick up on stuff and Mm -hmm. learn really quick well and also like neuroplasticity they can pick it up really quickly like they're like a sponge so they they can shift and change especially you said elementary so yeah that makes it easier but well even my high schoolers though like i have they're uh, these two seniors they're twins for like the first two weeks i would always confuse which one was which (laughs) and now i finally got it down pat and i don't see them as twins anymore which is great they didn't speak a single word of English. Like we were at one point thinking, let's move them to a school where they have those ESL supports. Right. They didn't because we finally got an ESL teacher. And now I can have a full-blown conversation and mm-hmm. not have to worry. Like, did you understand what I said? Right. Because they're just that good. Also really motivated too. Like, that's right. Part of it. And that but, helps. Yeah. Yeah. Always does. <laughs> Kimmy, who's been on the show, she's a speech pathologist. Okay. So she also has come into like some issues like when we get to like, oh shit moments where she's like, oh crap, this kid's really pissed off at me. How do I like transition him back to the room have you ever had like a moment when you're like either if it's an intervention where you're pulling them or when you're in the class where you're just like oh crap what am i supposed to do with this situation even as like a non um like core teacher as they would say yeah my interventions this year i so i do it one for each grade level fifth grade i have it right at the beginning of the day Mm -hmm. and the kids that i have are working really hard and we're reading my favorite book which is a series of unfortunate events Mm -hmm. Um, but it's super. I never read it, but I saw the, the movie. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Shameless. It's so good. We're gonna watch. I mean, that next week we're watching the movie. Yeah, you kind of um, have to. It's right, time it out perfectly. Right, I know. I was like, it's the week before break. <laughs> um, so, but they do really well. But I have um, my third and fourth grade groups. My third graders, I have eight third graders in a classroom that's smaller than your living room. Mm-hmm. Um, there's literally only room for like us in there and so i like had to steal a desk and a table to put in the hallway because um but i have kids who just like should not be within elbows Ah. space of each other who are in there together um and so from the start of the year like i'd be like all right come in have a seat and i moved from i was teaching high school last year to elementary this year um and so i was like this is gonna be hard because i'm like used to working with high schoolers and so i was like all right come in have a seat and immediately like I can't sit by him. He, I hate him. And I was like, oh, no. Um, and this, so is the, day, is, what day was this? Like how early in the year? Uh, like week one. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you weren't kidding. That's like the biggest like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, it's probably my fault because I'm used to like high school where they know what they're doing when they come in. But now it's still happening. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> not me. It's I mean, not that it's the students, but it's the students. Um, and so having to like you know, work with the classroom teacher and be like, 
you know, hey, is, if, if I send a kid back, I'll make sure that he does the work with me another time, but he can't be in here today. And she's like, okay. And so Damn. there's been like working with that, with that classroom teacher is super helpful in that where I'll be like, right. hey, so-and-so had to come back to class today. I'll just grab him during breakfast tomorrow and we'll do the work because <laughs> he's completely blowing up the rest of the room. Yeah. Um, or there's like a, a teacher right across the hall from me and has given me permission to sit kids in there. And so there's one student yeah. in particular who will like come in and spin in circles and pick up chairs and there's not room for that. Like <laughs> there's no empty space right. for you to pick up chairs. It's a tight grid here, kid. Right. <laughs> without hitting somebody and so i'm like cool you can sit next door and he's like she's mean i don't want to sit in her classroom and i'm like okay cool go sit for five minutes and then you can come back and maybe mm-hmm. not do that again <laughs> so yeah, yeah the classroom teachers that i work with have been really helpful in that much like if i can't teach because i only have like 30 minutes for intervention yeah and that if goes I'm by gonna, fast it's yeah. like 50 minute goes that goes by pretty fast right too. and i have to if i have to spend half of it getting you to find your butt in a chair then that yeah. was a waste of a day so yeah that's what i do most of the, my uh one of my last classes of the day it's uh a u.s history class and they're sophomores mm-hmm. and they should know better but they behave a lot like that one kid that you were mentioning where they're just all over the place i'll get like i'll start the lesson with the do now we finally end the do now and then five kids come in late and they're like well i want to get the do now i'm like sorry right. and then i restart the lesson just to kind of like get like the all right here's our purpose for the day and then five more kids come in and it's like oh jesus <laughs> yeah. christ i'm gonna teach four different times in one class period yeah which i is had to weird. do that the other day with third graders because they got in a fight and so oh, really the, yeah oh so yeah so the principal was bringing in my the third graders to my intervention group as he finished <laughs> talking to them about the fight that had happened and i was like why are you bringing them just yeah I'll just do it another day. It's fine. I've had that before, too. We've had, like, a handful of fights, one of which I remember I was being um, observed by a student. And she was just like, hey, um, to our principal, can I watch a few teachers, you know, once or twice a week? Like, sure. And her second day, a fight broke out, like, right outside my classroom. (laughs) And I I can never forget the look on her face. She was just like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I was like, this isn't normal. Like, don't worry. You'll be fine. (laughs) It's only every other week. It's okay. Yeah, it's only every other week. Don't worry. Uh, You don't take a punch, like, once or twice. Yeah, but um, I, no, I felt so bad for her. But there was also this one moment where it was during a test, like midway through the year. And there was this one kid that he's now being moved to like a therapeutic school because mm-hmm. that's what he needs. And at the time, he didn't have special education services at all. He was regular ed. It had to happen. But the parent like wasn't coming to conferences and stuff like right. that. Test is going on and he's yelling like, fuck this and like, <laughs> screw you all. And like. I fuck bitches, like all this stuff. Like, what are you, what is wrong with you is what I wanted to say to him. And he jumps up on this counter I have. Uh, he kicked over one kid's desk, just like all over the place. And finally, I like carry him to the hallway so he can like get out. Like, I want right. him gone for the day. Right. And then they bring him back in five minutes later. Oh, my God. Five minutes later, he sits down and he starts like, and I, I was like, why is he back here? And he starts going like, what the fuck's your problem, man? Like. Right. <laughs> and they came to me and they were like, you know, you should really give him a chance to re-engage. I was like, you shouldn't have brought him back that early. Yeah, like, tomorrow. No he can have a chance tomorrow. Right, right. Like, like, if you want to try to, like, prove that, like, we've given him chances, like, give him a time to, like, at least 20 minutes, right. something. But, I need 20 minutes. Yeah, I need him. 20 minutes. You're right. I do need, I did need 20 minutes. That kid. Oh, my gosh. It was mostly, there were days where he would just, like, walk in, get the work, wouldn't say a word to me, and then he'd right. walk out, and then the paper would be on the floor two seconds later. Yeah. Those were good days. Right. Those were good days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this third grader I have, he like, he doesn't swear yet, which is good, but instead he'll just scream about, I'm so stupid, I'm so stupid, and I wish I was dead. And I was like, well, the more you say that, right, 
And so thankfully he sees like our in school counselor and mm. I'll like bring it up to her and be like, hey, so he said it again. And she's like, OK, I'll talk to him. And then I had to like call mom, okay, call his parents, be like, just so you know, it's happened a couple of times now with me where he's mm-hmm. like talked about hurting him. He told me he's going to jump off a roof. Oh, Jesus. Um, and I see it like nonchalantly just because. Like it's, well, I mean, it's, it's his there probably isn't that intense, that much intent, but yeah, you just yeah. Can't. But he wants attention, and that's how he knows. Like now, I have to pull him aside and talk to him about it and stuff. And I was like, yeah. "You can't say stuff like that because we have to take it seriously." And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and he was like, "Okay." And then the next day, did it again. I was like, "Yeah, all right." Were the parents like on board with like, "Oh, we should probably work on curbing this"? Or? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, no. I had that experience too. No, we we have talked to mom about like. Hey, he's really, you know, he's like aggressive and pushing people and stuff. And she was like, yeah, he threw a plate at me this weekend and I just don't know what to do with him anymore. Also saying it very nonchalantly. That's interesting. Right. And we were like, uh, so as a, an educator, I can't like officially recommend services, but your kid needs something. Right. Like (laughs) Like, ask for some sort of support. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. That's pretty common too, where you call home, which I feel like at the high school level, it shouldn't have to happen but I have to do it constantly. Mm-hmm. And that's the answer I get most of the time is, well, they're 18, so, you know, they're an adult, they can handle it. Like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, they're really not. <laughs> or, um, yeah, I don't know what to do with them at home. Or my favorite is, oh, really? He never does that at home. Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> right. But, what? Um, you mean he might act differently when he's here? <laughs> well, we got, um, I had like a, I don't remember if it was an exit ticket or a do now, and it was just like a reflection, like, hey, how are things going, that kind of stuff. Like, there were other things to it. Right. Um, this one this one girl didn't write anything except for, uh, I've been feeling really bad. I don't know if I want to be here anymore. What's the point of life? And so mm-hmm. we brought it up to the mom, and she like, over the phone, laughed in our face, saying like, uh, the actual phrase was, you motherfuckers with degrees don't know anything. Like, you all, you're all just a bunch of stupid assholes. And she didn't mean it. She was probably joking, laughed, hung up on us like very. Oh, my God. Yeah, crazy, right? Like you're you're trying to be all professional and then you get that and you're like, uh, what? Well, never mind then. <laughs> yeah. So that one was that it doesn't surprise me though, that the parents like, eh, I don't really know what to do because we get unresponsive parents all the time. Right. And it's so sad up. when like he's only eight and you're like, hi, mm-hmm. we're like concerned about him. And the parents like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, you you haven't had right. him that long. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> That's always disconcerting. Um, you're doing our podcast now, which is awesome. But have you ever done anyone else's podcast in the past, whether it's education or something else? Um, I haven't been. This is my first time being a guest on a podcast. Okay. Um, my roommate and I, we moved. I said we moved together to Iowa City when she was going to the University of Iowa for right. grad school. Represent. Um, <laughs> we lived like a ten minute walk away from the stadium. Okay, that right by Kinnick. Kind of, yes, that was nice. kind of a culture shock. Like the first Saturday morning yeah. game, yeah, I was like, intense. "Why are there so many people outside right now? <laughs> it's not okay." I say Kinnick is bigger than most NFL stadiums, just for like way bigger than Soldier Field. It's so huge, it's, yeah. and like if the game starts at three, people are tailgating at oh, yeah. seven a.m. Seven in the morning, and I know because I heard them <laughs> and saw them outside my apartment. Nice. nice. Um, but when we moved, um, one of the things that we did and we were attempted to do. Um, was we went ahead and we recorded a podcast and so we did about nice i just looked at it yesterday i think we did 14 episodes um over the course of like eight months okay um and then realized that like we just couldn't keep up um Mm -hmm. with like trying to actually sit down at the same time and record and part of the part of the concern was like privacy issues she's a speech therapist um and so she's got a lot of laws about privacy and then as a teacher right can't just talk about my kids all the time um (laughs) yeah and so, but yeah, but we did about 14 episodes of that and That's it was super, good. but it was, yeah, and it was super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it called? 
We called it the Interesting People Podcast. The Interesting People Podcast. Can we still find that somewhere? I would say 14 <sighs> weeks. That's like a pretty decent catalog right there. That's, you know, a few months right there. It was on iTunes. But when I looked yesterday, I was trying to show one of my students yesterday because I was telling mm-hmm. her that I was going to be on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, yeah. She's super shy. She was like, yeah, I, I stream on Twitch sometimes. And I was like, what? <laughs> Like, I feel like every kid is like a internet sensation. I know, now but she stuff. never talks in class. And I was okay. like, do we just need to hand you a headset for you to like participate? <laughs> um, give her a screen and a, a camera and just put her somewhere else. And right. She'll be fine. Um, but so I was trying to find it for her. So I know like the last right. couple episodes were on SoundCloud um, and then it was on iTunes. Okay. At some point. But My guess, I mean, you probably maybe only a few episodes because if you stop paying for like the hosting service, right. then I think they take it down. They take it down. Unless so. you like have it on YouTube or something like that. Yeah. That might be it, but. Okay. The Interesting People Podcast? The Interesting People Podcast. Okay. So I'll have to find it. Yeah. The <laughs> highlight was definitely uh, that Christina, my roommate, wrote her own ads for like fake sponsors. <laughs> okay. That sounds awesome. It's a lot um, of work, but yeah, I like that. And so one of them was like an ad for a news co- a news source company where you got to pick only the news that you agreed with. And that would be what you... <laughs> like that was the whole ad was like, what are was you the tired read? What of, was the read like? Yeah, let's, let's, yeah it was let's like, are it. you tired of seeing news that makes you upset or that you don't agree with? We have a solution for you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and every awesome. time it was just something silly like that. Like I was like, we need that in real life. She's like, no, we don't. That was a joke. <laughs> I wonder if we should do like an ad break like right here. And then just do like a fake ad read or something like that. I'll have to do that in post or something like that. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Oh man, it's three o'clock again. Are you in that mid-afternoon slump? Does it take every fiber of your soul to keep from falling asleep at work? Then listen closely. Some companies will tell you that you need healthy snacks to keep your body energized. Healthy snacks are just so boring though. Everyone wants to show off the yucky stuff they eat. So what's the solution? We here at Fake It Don't Make It believe that food can be delicious and healthy. Our snacks are as salty, sugary, or fatty as you want. The secret is they're contained in special packages labeled with all the best buzzwords. Plus, the snacks actually look like that terrible healthy food you see on Pinterest. So while your friends think you are so healthy for eating those vegan, non-GMO, free-range kale chips, you're actually chowing down on the best salty snack. Go to our website today to learn more about monthly packages full of amazing, quote, healthy snacks. Never again let anyone know you secretly love junk food like any normal human. So what did you usually guys, like talk about, like a speech path and then... It was my uh, the end of my first year teaching um, and then through the summer. And so um, we talked about school and just about some of the silly stuff. I was teaching elementary school in the morning and high school in the afternoon. I had oh a split God. job my first year teaching. Oh, my God. Um, and so just the like ridiculous things that my high school students do, would do or the silly stuff my <laughs> elementary school students said. I had one kid who told me like... I was, you know, we're talking about boys and girls because that's like our vocabulary. And he was like, you're not a girl. You're a superhero. And I was like, damn straight I am. <laughs> I like it, yeah. That's how you identify now. That's Absolutely. Awesome. 100%. <laughs> and then, so, you know, talking about work and then also I am a mild hypochondriac. Okay. And so. <laughs> that's right. I think you mentioned that this is how it kind of started. It's kind of how it started was that I like was sick all the time. And just being a first year teacher, like mm-hmm. all of the germs hit at once. Yep. And I didn't know that I was allergic to Iowa City and that like I have like seasonal <laughs> it, allergies. It actually, it does. I did have seasonal allergies just when I was there and I moved back because I'm from Chicago. Right. I moved back here and I was fine again. Right. It's the weirdest thing no, ever. No, it was just Iowa City. It's actually because of how the city planted the trees, which is a different, hmm. there's like a biology thing they did not think through. So there's just <laughs> a lot of pollen in Iowa City. Um, right. So, on top of that, and then just my first year teaching and being sick all the time, and then I have stomach issues, and I don't—that's like not diagnosed. And so mm-hmm. I, in college, kind of 
disowned my stomach and so I call it Gertrude so when I'm sick instead of being like oh I have stomach issues because like that makes people uncomfortable I'll just be like oh Gertrude's angry or Gertrude's mad nice so but then so when we recorded our podcast it'd be like one of the segments that we had was called uh like my working theory and so like you know my one working theory was that I had like stomach cancer and then I realized I had eaten a lot of like asparagus and so, like, my feet was a weird color, and I was like, I'm dying! And, <laughs> nice. like, had to work through that whole thing. What was the second called again? Uh, working Theory. Working Theory. Nice. So, and then we would do, like, my roommate is a huge uh, history nerd and loves podcasts like The Dollop um, okay. and stuff like that. And so she would talk, we would talk about, like, somebody that she had read about recently from history and their cool, like, what they did yeah, yeah. Being badass. I did the RFK tapes and I was like, oh, I could use this to teach like a conspiracy unit. And then I was right. like, eh, that's too much work. Right. <laughs> that's awesome, though. Uh, so 14 episodes, though. That's pretty impressive. And you had yeah. segments and everything. That's, oh, yeah. That's we, way more we organized than We cut it out a lot. And then it just, and we like put, we put a good effort into it. Mm-hmm. And then like the summer hit and I was coming back to Wisconsin on the weekend. She had to stay at school and then she drove back to Wisconsin on weekends. <laughs> I was in Iowa City and like. Of course. When the next school, the second school year started, we were both like, uh, "I don't think we can do it." Right. So that's pretty common for for shows too, and a lot of people they like put it down for a little bit, pick it back up, or they start a new one. It's just kind of right. how it goes. But fourteen weeks, so that's not you're not messing around there. It's more organized than mine is. I only have one segment. You guys had like multiple. <laughs> you had ad reads, even though they weren't real. We like did. that's awesome. We did so. <laughs> uh, so this kid though that had a Twitch account, like, was she making money off of that? No, she said she posts on YouTube. Okay. Uh, I was like super fascinated. We were just talking about it yesterday, and I like went to Brandon to told, tell her teacher. She said she only streamed on Twitch once, but her YouTube account and I didn't ask her what it was. But her and her cousin, like I don't know if it's real stories or if it's like made up stories, but mm-hmm. they write the stories. And then she's a really good artist, so sometimes she just illustrates on paper, and sometimes she does actual animation. Oh wow! And they like <laughs> right, and they it's like more than I was doing when I was illustrate or animate the stories and then post them on YouTube. And so it's wow. like them telling a story. Mm-hmm. With these like animations or illustrations that she's done behind it, and so I was like, "That's super cool!" Because literally, she doesn't talk. She's got really, really high anxiety. So at the end of the day, she comes and hangs out with me instead oh. of being dismissed with her class because her class like stresses her out at the end of the sure, day. Because yeah. they all like won't be quiet and they're like pushing. And she right. like told the teacher she was like, "I hate being here at the end of the day." And I was <laughs> like. She can come hang out with me and like clean the desks off or whatever because right, right. I don't have any kids. There's always those handful of kids every year that like during lunch or like the end of the day, they just need like a place to go. So yeah. It's kind of a good feeling to be honest. Yeah. So I and I felt so bad for her because I was like, I get it because I the couple of times that I've like seen her class at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't want to be there and I'm a te- <laughs> like, I'm an adult here. So um, but yeah, she was telling me about it. And so she does like a they have like a YouTube account and she loves she's like, yeah, it's super fun. Um, the teacher had them like record a little book talk and then like they had to share their book talk with a first grader. So they like made a video oh, wow. and the teacher was like, I have never heard her so say so many words. <laughs> she was super comfortable and like just went right into it. So now yeah. knowing that she like makes YouTube content, I was like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. She's got some sort of outward expression for right. something. That's And that's more than I can do. Probably. She's probably more talented at it than right. I, I know. <laughs> than I was I like, you, can, you do animation. And she's like, I'm really bad at it. And I was like, Okay, but that's better than most people. <laughs> like, right. Like, I was just watching really the, the Pixar documentary on animation. Like, that's yeah. some serious stuff right there. It's a big deal. That's awesome, though. So, you also mentioned uh, you you did uh, elementary in the morning and after or afternoon was high school. Yes. How did that for your first teaching my job? First, right. Yes, my first year teaching. Is that like a roving teacher, as they would say? Or? Yeah. So it's a traveling teacher position. Oh my god. Um, I was officially hired 
Um, I decided I was going to move to Iowa in like February mm-hmm. and signed a lease, I think in May and then got the job in June. So I had, I had like already was going to move before I got the job. Um, and so I was hired for the elementary school, but it was only a part-time position. Okay. Um, but because the ESL population in Iowa city was growing so quickly, um, they said, we, we are going to make you a full-time teacher. We just don't know what the other half of your job is going to be. <laughs> nice. And I was like, all right, cool. Just think fourth dimensionally. Like it'll be there <laughs> when you get there. Right. And so I started at the high school. My first week of like when there's like new teacher training and stuff was an absolute nightmare. Um, I got, my car got totaled, oh, gee. Uh, okay. like on my way to work. Okay. Um, I got rear-ended. My car was... I had to call the principal and was like, hey. That happened to me when I was student teaching. I got rear-ended and the car was totaled. So I will be late. And he was like, don't worry <laughs> about it. Um, and then my license almost didn't come through in time. Okay. Oh, uh, teaching license. My teaching license for Iowa. They were And yeah. they were like, if you don't have a license, you can't be in the building the first week of school. Hmm. And I was like... <laughs> Everything that I know about teaching says it starts from the moment that students get there. And if I can't be there, the whole year is going to be shit. <laughs> well, it's not the way you you envision it, right? No, especially like, you know. The first year. The like, first year teaching and you're like, I need to start with high expectations. And if right. they're going to have a sub, then it's all a mess anyway. That's like when I walked into my, my first class of the day. This was last. I'm only in my second year. And my mm-hmm. first class, I was like, all right, let's go. I turn around. Two kids are there. <laughs> I was like, all right, we're off to a great start. Yay. Um, yeah. And so I taught at the high school for um, about six weeks, uh, just afternoon um, classes. And then in the morning, I was doing um, like entrance testing for new ESL students because the ESL mm-hmm. kids have to take a separate or have right. to take a test to place them. I was at the high school level in Illinois. We have them do like two or three tests per year just to even if they're are like already like fluent we have to test them all the time so oh those yeah poor kids yeah. yeah um right and so if they're new to the district though then they have to take a test right away so i did right. that for my coworkers well because they like had classes and then in october i finally got my second placement which was at an elementary school in the morning and so i taught um kindergarten in the morning mm-hmm. uh small groups and then i had one group of third graders who were brand new newcomers from the congo Oh, wow. Um, so they spoke. That'd be fun. One kid spoke French and Swahili, and then the girl spoke Swahili and Lingala. Do you know the it's, region? It's from it's from the Congo. Okay, all of them. Um, and so there's, like, a, I don't remember which region of the Congo. So essentially mm-hmm. those three languages make up the languages spoken in the Congo. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lingala doesn't have, like, a written dictionary. So trying <laughs> to, like, teach them vocabulary, I'd put it in French and Swahili, but she didn't always know the Swahili like they didn't always use formal Swahili either okay and then it was you know like our version of Spanglish but they spoke like some mashup at least so he would have to translate it for her and then she would translate it like talk to him back in Swahili and then they'd be like this is the word we use and I'd be like okay cool (laughs) like right there (laughs) learning Um, as you go yeah yeah and so but yeah and then I had two sections of kindergarten like okay and then I in the afternoon went and taught high school wow yeah, you were all over. Classes. Yeah. It makes you marketable though, right? Like, hey, I've done everything. Well, yeah. And <laughs> so like, in a, I because I was student taught or went to school in Illinois. So my like mm-hmm. first teaching license is in, in Illinois mm-hmm. um, and it was only sixth through 12th grade. So I never took classes to teach elementary and never intended to. Right. But when my license transferred to Iowa, they don't have that option for ESL. It's only a K-12 license. Got it. Okay. And so they were like, oh, you're licensed to teach K-12. And I was like, uh, kind of. And they were like, cool. <laughs> and so I got placed in elementary school. And now this year I'm teaching elementary full time. <laughs> nice. I've never, like, that's not what my degree is in. But I, because yeah. I had experience. That's all I needed. Out. Yeah. 
Are they going to, are you worried they're going to be like, hey, you should probably go like get a few classes or are they okay um, with it? I think they're okay with it. The, the The building I'm teaching in right now is doing everything they can to not have me leave. So okay. they that's, are that's a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, kind of. There's a lot of teachers who I don't think are going to come back next year. So I'm like, should okay. I be on that train? Or... <laughs> what do you think their reason is for wanting to leave? Uh, administration is. Oh, okay. We have, uh, I think between Tuesday and Wednesday this week, we had six fights in the building. Okay. Wow. That was a rough week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And nobody, not that uh, suspending students is never the best option, but nobody got suspended for it. Mm -hmm. They all were immediately back in the classroom with the kids they were fighting with. Yeah. That sounds like my classroom. (laughs) And right. But they're like, um, like my third graders were fighting on the playground and like, so this is kind of like the the breaking point for a lot of teachers of like, right? it keeps happening and it's getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And the administration's like, well, just try to keep them in class as much as you can. It's like, right. nobody else is learning anything. Right. Like if you, everyone's trying to appease their boss for whatever reason academically and they're just ignoring everything in between, it's just... Right. Well, and if you have, you know, two kids who can't stop yelling at each other mm-hmm. or kids who are, you know, like you, we had said, you know, running around the room, kicking stuff <laughs> over, how are you going to teach anything? And that's right. the majority of our classrooms are have situations like that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had that too, where there was, there were two kids that fought and if it were me, like I saw most of the fight happen and I broke it up, even got punched in the face on accident when I was trying to break <laughs> it up. But like, how can you determine who was and wasn't at fault if they were both swinging fists right like i get like defending yourself that's kind of tricky but both these kids were really throwing haymakers and everything right. only one kid got suspended for one day the other kid was back in class instantly oh it's just i just don't understand the logic right so I'm, well and like even if i understand like the kids should be in school but mm-hmm. even for the teachers like sometimes they need a break from those students yeah and from us like Okay, great. Now, because of that, you know, but you have to repair the relationship with your teacher and that's not going to happen today. So today you're right. in so-and-so's room. Right. I agree. Um, yeah. Well, and I, it was, it was heartbreaking too. Cause so like when that happened, one of the kids was hit in the nose and so mm-hmm. like blood like splattered right. everywhere. Yeah, like it looked like a crime scene. There was like <laughs> all over my shirt with his nose blood. And, uh, there's this one kid who's on the autism spectrum and he's a really sweet kid, really smart. And, uh, after that happened, like, uh, his, his aide, um, I really love her. She like got him and like ran out the door. <laughs> uh, like she was already gone. But he came up to me and he was like, "I didn't feel safe that day." And I was like, "Oh, so man!" Like I felt so bad because um, he was like, apparently the backstory is that he felt really protected uh, having a male teacher, which he hasn't had a lot of oh, in his career. And so right. seeing that male teacher get punched, he was like, "Oh, that's oh. shattered." So like, Aww. and more recently, like I was, um, I was out, uh, for a couple of days cause I was on a field trip and then I was really sick and didn't go in. Uh, and I came back and he's like, I'm so glad you're back. And I was like, thanks man. So I sweet. appreciate it. But yeah, that was, that was the moment hearing that he didn't feel safe. It was just right. a lot to yeah, take Yeah. I took a, well, I couldn't take the full day cause of testing, but I took half a day last week. Our students get out at like 1245 on Fridays and I was like, and I'm out. Because <laughs> um, be- between all the fighting and the like tension between teachers and administration, and then we yeah. were running standardized tests, I was like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> and if I have to stay here for meetings all afternoon, I might die here. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. I love when I've always gotten an email, like at least two or three times in the past month, where it's like, meeting is canceled. Sorry about this. And I'm like, don't apologize. Never apologize. If anything, <laughs> let me thank you for right? yeah, it's Our staff great. meetings are every other week at seven in the morning. On Wednesdays. And I'm like, why do you hate us? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, do you want us to live throughout this year? Right. 
So we were also, you mentioned that there's an issue with Spirit Week. And so I, I, wanted, to, yes. I wanted to ask you about it. What was the issue that you had with your Spirit Day? Because you, it sounds like it was a bigger issue. Yes, it's Spirit Day in general. Okay. Um, and I guess people didn't realize what the issue. So it came up more at Halloween. Um, our students are not allowed to wear Halloween costumes to school. Okay. Um, because, Even if they don't cover the face? Correct. Okay. No Halloween costumes at school. Um, on the day of Halloween because it uh, points out such a huge difference in socioeconomic status. Got it. Between our students. Okay. As far as, you know, whose families can afford really cool Halloween costumes mm. and whose families can't. Okay. I see where they're coming from. And it so... stinks, but I, I get it. Right. And so, and in our building, um, we, have a, we have a couple of students who are homeless, um quite a few students who live with not the parents with another guardian. Okay. Um, and I know of my kids, a lot of them live at a different house every couple of days sure. with mom or dad or aunt or whoever. Which um, would legally be homeless if that's, which if legally, that's the case. Yeah, yeah. Is homeless. And so, um, so it made sense to like, you know, for that. And so for spirit week, then um, I had said like, we just got a robo call today that was like, we're doing spirit week next week. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, our kids don't, a lot of them don't participate and they say it's because they don't want to, but we also have issues of like, they don't, you know, we can't do like pajama day because mm-hmm. right, they don't have pajamas that they want to wear <laughs> at school. It's not like they, all of our kids have like cute pajamas to wear at school. Right, like, whatever they have. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, there's been a little bit of an issue. It hasn't like gone all the way to like a conversation within the building, but mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of an issue of like, maybe we shouldn't be doing spirit weeks unless it's like something we can provide for your kids just because them showing up to school with stuff that they might not even be able to participate in stinks. Sure. Yeah, I get that now. Yeah, that is definitely a bigger issue, especially like I work in a low income neighborhood too, so I could see why that's a a thing, but I'm not even sure why they're doing it. Like I get it. You just, it's never a bad time to boost the spirit of the school, but we're just doing it the week before break. Like I'm not sure why the timing has to be now. And it sounds like yours is somehow shaping up around the same time so yeah really no sure. and that's all it is it's the week before break and so like some of the grade level teachers had been talking about doing it and i think the principal heard and was like that's a great idea so mm-hmm. we got a mess call got it all right got it <laughs> well i guess to kind of close this out i had i heard this i overheard this in the hallway or maybe it was in my classroom i can't remember it was like a couple weeks ago uh but a kid was talking about cornbread saying cornbread i heard it makes you thick and i was like what the fuck <laughs> so you had a podcast where you were telling all these crazy stories What's like one of your favorite uh, phrases that you've had from a student? Did you say like thick like thick CC like or CK? CC. Okay, yeah, good. Thick like CC. That's awesome. I know. I was like, what? Um, um, we also had a moment where one of our, our staff members, she like was doing running one of our PDs and stuff. It was just like staff wide. And she like accidentally like bumped into the piano and like like hit a few keys. She's like, oh, sorry. Had a baby. I'm still a little thick. And it was just one of those like really funny <laughs> moments. Uh, that was awesome. But um, I have a couple. One that I said was um, when I was so in in Illinois and Wisconsin, it's called the access test, mm-hmm. which is a standardized test that the um, English language learners take to see how they've grown in English proficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all computerized. And so in Iowa, they have the same test, but it's a different name. It's Iowa's version. And so a kid was doing the speaking test and you know, it'll ask you, like, what do you see in the picture? And you just have to like record yourself saying what you see and he was like this is a stupid fucking test and i don't want to do it and i was like okay that's nice it's like a high school a freshman <laughs> this is while like, he was being recorded 
No, he's like telling me. And I was like, okay. okay, cool. And so he notices that the girl across from him at the other computer is doing this, is on the same question he is. And so he took his headset off his head and held the microphone up over the desk so that <laughs> it recorded her voice on his microphone and then he nice. didn't have to answer the question. And so I came over and he like quickly like put it back, his headset back on his head. And I leaned over and I said, this is like the sixth time I've told him in class to like just do the test already. And I was like, right. stop being an asshole and just do the test. <laughs> and he was like, sorry. And so then he like, and then like two seconds later, he died laughing. And I like looked at him and he goes, I caught you on the recording calling me an <laughs> asshole. And I was like, shit. <laughs> and awesome. so I had to like come over and like delete the whole recording. And I was like, please redo that and do your work. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. So at least this year, with running the test, I didn't call any of my kids an asshole during the testing. You know, hopefully. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but I had a kid, and my favorite story, I think, is when I was teaching high school. I had a girl run upstairs. We had a three-story building, and I was on the top floor, mm-hmm. and their lunchroom was like in the basement. And so, getting to my class after lunch, she like came up and she was like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh!" And I was like, "What?" And she goes, "I just saw some girl get knocked up downstairs," and I went. Knocked, wait, knocked up? Like, yes. oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, what? And she goes, yeah, they, we were in the lunchroom and she got knocked up. And I was like, okay. And all these kids come in and are like starting to tell me. And I was like, oh okay, God. great. Have a night, you know, have a seat. And so I wrote on the board, knocked up. And then wrote on the board, knocked out. And we had like a quick mini lesson when class started right, about like, the difference between idioms. And I was like, so how many of you saw a girl downstairs get pregnant during lunch today? And one of the boys was like, ew. And I was like, hence the difference between the phrase. Right, right. That's one of those moments, right? I had, um, it was a professor when I was at Iowa. I had him for three classes and uh, he taught special ed, like before special ed was like a real thing. Mm-hmm. Like he was like one of the founders of it. And um, so, Paul, if you're listening, I doubt it. Um, but hey, when he was getting to the, the sex ed unit, he was like, oh, shit, how do I handle this? Because he was like 23 at the time. This is like 1960 something or whatever. Right. And he was like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. So he goes into class and he says, all right, I want you to tell me every single dirty word you know related to sex. And he wrote sex and he did like a little web and he was just writing them down. And he was like, all right, get it out of your system. Let's hear them right. all. And they're all laughing and all that stuff. It's kind of like one of those. That's awesome. That's always the the reminder. So, hey, Paul, what's up? I had, oh, I had an oh shit moment. Oh, yeah. My big oh shit moment. Welcome back to the oh shit moment segment. In this segment, this is where a teacher really got into a moment where they just thought, oh shit. So, teaching in Iowa City, we had a lot of students who were refugees. Mm -hmm. Um, And for the most part, a lot of them, like their parents had fled from the Congo during the Civil War. So a handful of our kids had grown up in like refugee camps. Sure. And then came so they're what we call SIFE students, severely interrupted formal education. So like they hadn't gone to school right. for a really long time until they came to the United States essentially. Sure. Um and so I had one kid who didn't come to the United States until he was like sixteen or seventeen. And like, you know, within the school system, if you're twenty one, then that's your last year in high school. Like you can't go past that. You have to do an <laughs> alternate program. And so at the time he was twenty and okay. I was 22 um as his teacher (laughs) a little weird and yeah and i like i was like yeah i'm 28 um (laughs) and he was like super tall and super intimidating and like did not want to listen to anybody Mm -hmm. and so he would like get up in my face all the time i'd be like you know please have a seat get your workout you know i have like a do now on the board like and he's like i don't have to do anything you say you know after this class and i was like all right cool have a seat but then i found out from my coworkers that 
this particular student was like he's not one of the students whose parents had fled this student was actually like a child soldier in the congo oh um okay. and then came to the united states with his so family to, like salute him now I, right <laughs> and i was like now I understand why you don't give a shit what I say, because why would you, <laughs> right. frankly? But he also was super, super, like, rude and appropriate, mm-hmm. and, like, would get really, really close to me and yell at me and just made me uncomfortable and was not okay. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, one day he came in and he'd been doing that, like, all week. And he came in and he got in my face and I said, sit down. I'm not talking to you right now. Sit down. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't know why you're so mad. And he, like, made this huge lap around the classroom and was, like, talking to people the whole way around and, like... <laughs> Anything except sitting down. And then he comes back around and he comes in my face and he goes, I know why you're mad today. You're mad because your boyfriend beat you last night. Jesus. And I was like, all right. And so I had already emailed the principal that morning saying, like, you need to talk to this kid because he's being so disrespectful and so rude and saying stuff. I say plus like shouting something that inappropriate out. But then he like shouted that in my face. And I happen to have there's a parrot in the class with one of the special ed kids. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the parents aren't supposed to teach, but they can, you know, like supervise. And I was like, hey, I'm really sorry. And he was like, go. And so I walked (laughs) the kid out the door. Uh, I said, you know, I need to go to the office. And like five minutes later, he's just standing outside my door. He hasn't like gone downstairs at all. And so uh, I walked. I marched him down the stairs, all three flights of stairs, and the whole way he was like, I don't know why I'm in trouble. You have to tell me why I'm in trouble. I have, I get to know why I'm in trouble. You can't just yell at me. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not talking to you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you have an issue, you can talk to the principal. And it just so happened that we got to the very bottom floor and the principal had been standing in the lobby talking to somebody mm-hmm. and heard him yelling at me echoing all the way down, the, way down the stairs and so we got to the bottom floor and he was like i didn't do anything wrong and the principal went please come into my office and he was like uh and so he got brought to the principal's office mom got called because we didn't have a swahili translator oh, our french teacher translated from english to french and the mom understood like half of what she was saying and then the student had to translate it from french to swahili and then uh he got in a ton of trouble by mom and the administrators he was kicked out of my class um, and they said if you look at her if you talk to her (sighs) if you step foot in her classroom you're not coming back this year Mm -hmm. if you want to graduate you can't talk to her yeah that's the right call though right and especially like it'd be different if it was like you know an actual like 13 year old freshman but he was 20 years old. Yeah, yeah. This, this legal man, literally. Literally. And that was the conversation was like, in any other situation, that is sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to learn now that that's not okay. Right. Among other things. There's, uh, right. there's, there's that <laughs> like, one. That's that one. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that one got resolved, though. Yeah. That was one of the times where administration was like, yeah, we got you. And I was yeah, like, we okay. Got you back. That's always a good feeling. Yeah. That's good. Well, there was one time recently with, um, it was our second floor security. I just wanted to refill my water. And like the only time that I really ask for help from security is like when it's like, I truly need it. Like even fights, I'll break them up, bring them to the hallway right. and then say, hey, now nah, you got them. And uh, I just pop my head out to be like, hey guys, can you cover my room? They like jump up and they're like, what do you need? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I just need to get water. And they're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And I was like, sorry guys, I'll do that again. So I guess that's good that they're like right. ready to go for me, but that right. was kind of a fun moment. You don't overuse so. that yeah, <laughs> privilege. Yeah. So I guess the, the moral for the listener, respect your teachers. It's true. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being on. I guess we'll do an air cheers um, from far thank away. Thank you. 
Um, so this was episode 67. I might have gotten that wrong. 67. I was right. Uh, of Classroom Brew. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, rate and review, subscribe, tell people about the podcast, um, and then, of course, catch up if you haven't. Uh, if you want to reach out, we are at Classroom Brew on social media. We also have my producer posting on Reddit every so often, and you have the video podcast highlight clips. Uh, if you want to see more of that exclusive content like video podcast episodes, feel free to take out or to look at, rather, patreon.com slash classroombrew if you become a patron and pledge some money then you can get some exclusive content only available to patrons so again thank you for listening Brittany. thank you so much for being on it was fun though right oh yeah not too not too nerve-wracking with a microphone in front of you no (laughs) that's good so again this was episode 67 thanks so much for listening and Brittany, do you want to do the honors sure class is dismissed This was 2018's last episode of Classroom Brew. I'll see you guys next year in 2019.